You know, they say there's no crying in baseball, but the tears sure are flowing here in Chicago today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Adam Pecora, back yet again for uh, a late edition of Requiem for a Tuesday, recording here on a Tuesday, mid-afternoon. The White Sox just lost. It's tragic. Um... I'll get into why I'm late, but first things first is, you know, thought it was going to be the year. The whole city kind of did. There was a lot of buzz. Then they get Tony La Russa. It's like, oh, this fucking old drunk. That's a bad sign. And then, you know, the season happened and it was like, oh, shit, this is actually working out. Who would have thought? That uh, the elderly owner's elderly friend who was on the team 40 years ago might actually be a good choice. And it seemed like that was the case. Got us through a lot of injuries all year. And uh, got fucking destroyed. At home, 10 to 1. Just ended. Fucking started at 1 o'clock. It was like a four and a half hour game. And uh, boy... Is that brutal? Drove past the stadium on the way home. It was rocking, but uh, didn't didn't help. Three to one to the fucking Astros, the least likable professional team in history. That's obviously not true, but you know what I mean. To literally get caught cheating, the fact that they didn't do anything about that is just insane like what happened the manager got fucked over and maybe the front office i don't even remember that team should have been broken up like a monopoly not that monopolies get fucking broken up anymore either i guess but it's like what the hell nobody gets suspended nothing happened that team they should have forced all every player out and they should have treated houston like an expansion team or something i don't know i don't know but baseball failed everybody, and I'm just upset, ultimately, because <laughs> that was four years ago, and they're still good. That, I guess that's why I'm mad, that they're still good, and they shouldn't be good anymore, because I say so. We would have beat the Red Sox so easily. <sighs> Baseball's so tragic like that, though. I mean, it's not great. When your team makes it to any distance, but they just have such a short postseason, you always feel like you have a shot. You know? I mean, once you're down 2 0 in a three game series, it's pretty much over. So it's not like my hopes were high, but it's like at least we can even the series be respectable. No, 10 to 1 at home, absolutely brutal. So rest in peace, White Sox. Rest in peace to my handsome preseason bet for them to win the world series would have paid a cool fortune uh, i was gonna buy a ticket to vegas maybe just buffalo not quite similar options i know uh and yeah i was gonna live it up for like two days because i wouldn't have won that much money but still very sad Kind of on a somber note to begin the episode. Would have started it earlier too. Had the game, I thought the game was going to be done by the time I got back from work. Then I was just going to head straight home, 
get the episode out so it wouldn't be that late, but here we are. Here we are. Let me do the plugs before I get into the story because, 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 as you've been hearing for, what, months now? The album is finally out. This is the first episode where the Multiplex album is out. Okay? Go on Apple Music. Go on Spotify. If you use something else, go on that. Look up Multiplex. Look up Google. G-O-O-G-O-L. Not like the website. The website is technically the incorrect spelling. I know that that's not the case anymore officially on the record. But uh, they did that on purpose. They phonetically spelled it. I got. Would that be phonetic? You know what I mean. Phonetically within the realms of English. Because I guess it would be E-L. Then it would be German. Anyway. <laughs> look it up. Great record. Uh, we absolutely could not be more proud of it. It's our masterpiece. It's our debut studio album is the best way to put it. Um, we got some shows coming up. If you're in Chicago, Golden Dagger on Saturday, on Sunday, Jesus, the 17th. We're at the Martin on the 23rd or 24th. Whatever, you'll find it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exciting stuff. We just want people to hear the record. We're not really looking for anything too crazy to happen, you know. But uh, yeah, if you got the time, if you don't got the time, I don't care. Save it for later. Add it to your library. Google, Multiplex. Uh, I will be putting the fourth and final single at the end of this episode. Uh, so the last three were on the last three. Here we are now that the album's finally out. Here's one more taste if you still haven't given it a shot. Right at the end of this episode will be our fourth single. Um, everything else, rfat.pickcartel.com for the merch. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast on whatever and all platforms you may even have. You know, while you're adding the multiplex record, if you're not listening to this show on Spotify, just add to the library. You know, you don't have to open it. It's a secret. And uh, everybody wins. So do that. Follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat, R-F-A-T. You know the drill. Uh, more multiplex stuff will be posted there. More anything. You get it. You know what Instagrams are and what they're for. Whew, that was a lot. But we're ha- we're so happy that the record's final here, honestly. It has been very stressful. Everything about making music sucks, except for just laying it down, to be honest. I'm not a fan. Mixing and mastering's terrible, whether you do it yourself or ship it out. Like, we got it done by a phenomenal person. Shout out Lena Sutter. Uh, and she was great, everything, but it's just like, I have no patience for anything ever, so it's just like, you know, you get it back, it's not quite what you want, then you gotta wait some more, so I'm just not cut out for it, and then when you, if you're doing it yourself, it's like, well, that's a fucking nightmare, no thanks, I have zero interest in even attempting to learn, let alone doing it ever again, (laughs) so, and then, you know, you had, oh, oh, do it again, do it again, do it again. All these takes. Oh, uh, you know, I just want to play. Let me play. Sure, that's why shows are fun. But then it's like, I got to lug all my shit. Got to practice. Got to do all this. <laughs> it's just so much effort. You know how easy this is? 
you know, I prep for the show, but it's still way easier. You know, the prep is pretty quick, to be honest. Maybe, maybe it should be longer. <laughs> you know, depends on what your views of the show are, I suppose. It just feels great. It's like getting a little, like, it It would be the equivalent of if every episode of the show took me, like, six weeks to put together. And I'm just running behind like crazy all the time. And it's like, finally, it's out. That would be brutal, and I would not be doing this. <laughs> I I don't know. It, it would be nice, I could imagine, to be a person who can just put out an album when it's done. Everybody wants to give Beyonce the credit for that, but we all know it came from Death Grips. You know. I was, I was going to try to, you know, add a punchline or something to that, but it is just true. <laughs> uh, but that must be awesome. I mean, again, you're still laboring over it for however long, you know, don't get me wrong, but it must be nice to just be like, you know what? We're just going to put this one out whenever we feel like. Must be good. Must be good to just, it's weird. I, I mean, it's one of those parallels where it's like you hear everybody say, yeah, if you could do it independently, do it. Most people can't and not ha- like the grass is just always greener. Like having to not do it independently would probably be pretty sick when it's just like, oh, hands off in that regard. But uh, I can assume if you're a person who would be making money off of their music, that it would suck to give a bunch of people a cut when you don't have to. Like, if Multiplex was in position to be making stacks either way, whereas we'll be making zero money either way, it's like, yeah, I'd rather have some help here. You know, since I'm not profiting off of this. Would be nice to have to try less. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, so I was going to do this yesterday. Yesterday got pretty hairy for me. Now, was it self-inflicted? 100%. There's very little blame that can be placed on anyone but me for that reason. And uh, I I don't like doing the show day of. Now, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes on a Monday, I show up ready to go, ready to do my thing here, and I'm like full speed ahead, and then you sit down and you just don't have it. There's some days you just don't have it. Or, you know, right at the last second, you step in a puddle and your your brain just goes negative, and you just can't. Like, I can't sit here and just be like, hey, you know, I'll sit down and be like, man, Everything is terrible. Life is bullshit. I'm going to fucking kill myself. And it's like, Jesus, what happened to this guy? Oh, he stepped in a puddle on the way home. What a pussy. You know? And I don't need that. I don't need that on my conscience. <laughs> um, And then, you know, there's days where I plan it. And I'm like, all right, let's go. We're doing it Tuesday this week. Heavy day. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. Um, But I just don't like to have it late. I don't want to be that guy. Next next thing you know, it's like, ah, fuck it. Put it out Wednesday. Oh, we'll just do it next week. Like, you know what I mean? I just, it's a slippery slope. 
I don't want to be that guy setting precedence for myself to fuck myself over. You know what I mean? It's like, who can, I can't blame anybody either. So it's a bigger issue. But yesterday, you know, you have a beer. Next thing you know, you have two beers. Then somebody's like, oh, here's a shot. Then it's raining. And you're like, fuck, I was going to walk home. So then you have another beer. And somebody's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. But after this beer, then you have another beer. And then you're starving, you know? And you get to your house. (laughs) I'm going to keep presenting this like it's a hypothetical, even though it's exactly what happened to me. Then you get to your house. And there's a bunch of Chinese food left over. And you really like Chinese food. And you were thinking about it after the second beer. Maybe you slam a bunch of Chinese food. Maybe you smoke a bunch of indica that's really strong and has been putting you on your ass for like the last couple weeks. But you keep smoking too much of it anyway, even in the middle of the day. And then you get groggy and it ruins your day. And then you're upset at the weed, even though it's your fault. Anyway, (laughs) so you slam a bunch of Chinese food, you get high while you're already drunk, and then you wake up at 9.30 at night, or whatever, it was 9, I don't know what time it was, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Well, okay, (laughs) before that, even, I'm sitting there, and I like, I have half spins, and I'm like, slam this food. You know, maybe we'll sober up and we can just get the episode together later. Next thing I know, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm about to vomit. I went hard as fuck on everything. And I was like, dude, it's 6 p.m. And I was done for the night. Like, it was just a fucking disaster. Rookie move. Uh, I felt like a sophomore in high school. Uh, yeah, I just, I just couldn't handle any of the things that I put into my body. Couldn't handle the booze, couldn't handle the food, couldn't handle the weed. I was out like a light. Interestingly enough, my light was on. That's that's how hard I was sleeping. And, uh, got up, what, 8, 8.30, 9.30, whatever fucking time it was, and I was just like, well, definitely <laughs> would not have been able to record tonight, so good thing I called that. But then uh, fell back asleep. <laughs> Woke up about 10.30. And that was, uh, that was when it was time. That was when it was time for me to uh, stay up and enjoy my day <laughs> that I never got to experience. So I stayed up till about 1.30 just watching TV. And I was miserable the whole time. I was basically hung over at 10 p.m. I had no energy. I was super groggy. And uh, I don't know. I just get really bummed when I waste a day like that. Especially when I was supposed to be doing this show. <laughs> so a uh, little inside baseball there. I know however, how much everybody loves my behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Your boy just rock starred out. It's pretty much all that happened. And then today, similar thing happened. I cut myself off, though. I had a beer, had a shot, and I was like, wait, what am I doing? This is just going to happen all over again. You know, 
And then I was like, fuck, I got to walk home. But then I was like, fuck, the Sox are playing. And then it just turned into a whole thing. And it was like, fuck, we're doing it again. Can't do it again. (laughs) And the last week, okay, the weekend got pretty wild too. Oh, well, I'm just going to share this story because I couldn't share it. So I saw Shane Gillis over the weekend. That was a great time. He's hilarious, Uh, which kind of ties in because I'm going to talk about the Kim K SNL shit in a minute. Uh, But as for somebody who should have been on SNL and wasn't, nothing really to add in terms of the story other than he was fucking hilarious. But about a week or two before... Justice and I, you know Justice, friend of the show, we went to this bougie soft opening of this like ridiculous Frenchy restaurant where it's like, oh, check out all the crazy shit we're doing here. And all of it was overpriced and very underwhelming, frankly. I thought a lot of the food was, you know, subpar for my taste buds. It's just like, just because you call it expensive and it was like hard for you to do this, if it even was. That doesn't make this good, you know? I'm pretty objective. Like, things are good or bad in my, on my tongue. That, that, that's about as much credit as you'll get. Uh, if the presentation's good, that's fine until it hits my mouth. And then it's, well, you fuck this. Like, it just becomes way more pretentious than it already was when it's bad. All the food was cold, you know? Even the meat. Like, it was cooked. But all of it was literally, like, cold. Not room temp. Like, y'all took forever to get this out, or, like, I don't know why you would intentionally do this. But, yeah, we had, like, a welling... I don't know what it was. I'm not even going to try to claim, like, I knew what any of this shit was. But anything that was supposed to be cooked was cold, and anything that was supposed to be cold was cold. So at least that was accurate. (laughs) They were consistently cold. They had these fancy fucking drinks. Justice got one that had fish shit in it. It was horrifically bad. Hated it. Don't do that. You know what I mean? If you're going to do a thing and put it on your menu, I assume it's because you figured it out and it's like, it's going to surprise you, right? You're like, oh, just get it. Trust me. Like, it's just nice and safe. They were like, oh, it's nice and savory. I was like, that doesn't sound like a promising thing. For an alcoholic beverage? I don't know. That's not a word I want to hear, but all right. You know what I mean? You, you, If you were confident enough to put it on your menu, you must like you must get it. And then you sip it, and it's like, oh, this tastes like it just has fish in it. Like, fuck you guys. Yo, but we whipped it into this crazy foam. It's like, so? How about you just make me a Jack and Coke? It'll taste good. You know? Like, I just, I don't get the point of shit like that. It's like, if you want your food to be art, it still needs to taste, like, good. And, like, food. And, you know what I mean? It should still be things people like. You can't just be like, oh, well, I went to whatever. (laughs) Whatever, Whatever a chef brags about, I don't know. Like, I went to Harvard, like, the equivalent of that. Whatever a chef would say, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's tricky because you're definitely going to get a lot of dumb fucks to go into restaurants and just be like, I want a grilled cheese. (laughs) You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I understood the premise of the place that I was at, 
and it's not a place that I would normally attend. But uh, come on. Who are we kidding? And then the thing is, we got it all half off because it was like a soft opening we had been invited to because he's in the industry or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It's just all bullshit. All the workers are like, yeah, we're finally open. All, all this shit's incredible. It's like, yeah, what else are you going to say? I mean, you get it. And you don't like it. And it's like, what am I going to tell these people? I'm paying half price? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> where it gets interesting... The reason why I brought it up. I, you know, that's how I feel about fine dining like that, though. You know, fuck off. Pretentious. I don't like anything pretentious, period. That's why I'm not a big museum fan. Everybody there is so fucking annoying. Craft beer. Anything, anything like that where people can scoff at something else because they have an elevated sophistication... And knowledge for this thing that you would never understand because whatever dumb thing. And it's just like, no, dude, sorry, I like my meat hot. And I don't like fish in my vodka. Sorry, I'm not French, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. You can go fuck yourself dropping fucking $200 on a dinner. And not liking it. And that's the thing. Like You're going to give me tiny portions. The food's going to be cold. I'm still mad about it. Anyway. So they also were very, very aggressive about being a part of the conversation. I don't know if, like, in order to be a bartender there, like, you mandatorily have to be in conversation with people. Or because it was the soft open, they just didn't have as much to do because it wasn't full service or whatever the deal was. I don't know. But leave me the fuck alone. How is that not a known rule in like in your job description? I just don't. When has it ever been appropriate for someone that works at a place to be like, what are you guys talking about? And you're like, what? What? (laughs) Excuse me? Like, imagine you're just sitting at dinner at your good old Cracker Barrel and some chick's just like, oh, yeah? And you're like, what? And she's like, oh, I saw that movie too. It was pretty good. And you're like, what? We were talking. And you're like, we don't need anything. Thanks. And she's like, oh, sick. Now I can stay and we can talk about the notebook together. And it's like, oh, boy. If we say if we tell you to leave, are you going to fuck with our food or what? Because this is unfair. And that's the thing. It's just unfair. You know, because like by name, you're a server. So like you're technically providing me a service. But I have to be like, hey, buddy, leave me the fuck alone. It's an awkward position. Again, we were invited. (laughs) So it's like, uh. But they just didn't stop, no matter what we were talking about. Multiple people, too, would jump in and out. Not even just the main guy who was like our server. There was a chick who was like, what? Yeah, good. 
So anyway, we're talking about comedy. I was telling Justice that I had tickets to Shane Gillis in a week or two, whatever it was. And the chick overhears me. And she's like, who? Who are you going to see? It's like, lady, <laughs> if I was talking to you, you would have heard me. You know, I'm not big on repeating myself, period. Like, even if it was just that, like, the person I was talking to couldn't hear me, I can't. I do not have the patience for it. And I hate it even more when you let me get out a full sentence and you don't, inter- like, interrupt me to tell me you couldn't hear me. Don't let me get out a full sentence. And then what me? It's terrible. Or there's nothing worse that like you start talking to someone and then in the middle of your sentence they start texting or whatever and then at the end they say what and it's like dude fuck you. I don't know. I can't stand people that don't understand that like only a phone call is the thing that's active. Like people don't understand that texts aren't active. They're passive forms of communication. I mean, I guess iMessage kind of blurs that line, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it can literally wait. But now I'm just standing here like an asshole. Anyway, I'm really hungry right now, also. Trying to barrel through this episode so I can fucking have some fucking dinner. That's hot. And to my liking. Anyway, (laughs) I didn't really think anything of it. I had a little bit of a buzz going at the time. I pre-gamed a couple beers, biked over. That got the blood flowing a little bit. Was feeling good. Uh, I didn't order... Justice ordered the stupid fish drink. I wouldn't make that mistake. Uh, But even the ones I had, like, they, they made these bold claims. They're like, oh, we make our ice out of oranges. So it'll melt and make your drink, blah, blah, blah. The ice was so dense. Like, it was a giant ball of ice. Like one big ball that filled up the entire glass. Since the ice was so dense, it didn't melt. Like I was trying to save this drink. I drink my drinks pretty quickly anyway, but I was like really trying to save this one so like I could let a little of the ice melt. And You can't give me a dense piece of ice when the goal is for the ice to melt because the ice then won't melt. It just made no sense. Anyway, so the buzz was gone, <laughs> and I was just letting it rip. wasn't even thinking, but I was like, oh, Shane Gillis, he's a guy. He was on SNL for like a second, and then he got canceled before he was even famous, which is ironic, and it's like this whole thing. She's like, blah, blah. She's like, what did he do? And <laughs> I just yelled it out at this restaurant, kind of so this chick would just leave me alone, kind of because I was drunk and not thinking. But also, I didn't really give a fuck, and I don't think that what Shane Gillis did was that big of a deal to merit what happened, because all it did was draw attention to him. Like, it made no sense to, like, a guy that nobody's ever heard of before. It's like, oh, let's make him a big deal and a headline, and it's like, that doesn't add up. So... It's just weird. Like, if your goal is to deplatform someone by getting them to lose their job, all you did was draw the entire world's attention to them. And it's the only reason I heard of the guy. So, I mean, 
I'm personally kind of glad that it happened because then I wouldn't know and he would just be some guy on SNL and I wouldn't be watching. Or I would and I'd be like, the new guy's good. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's a shame he's stuck on this show like everybody else. Get free Michael Che, please. Not that he's not doing incredibly well, I'm sure. But that show is awful. We'll get to it. Uh, so anyway, this chick's like, what did he do? I'm just like, he said chink on a podcast. <laughs> like I did just now. Clip it. Share it. Cancel me. Because then people will hear of the show. Finally. It'd be pretty sick. Um, And then the funniest part about... The, I want... I would love it if somehow this part of the story... Or the whole story got back to him. But this is the point that, that makes it really funny. I... In this part was just because I was drunk and as I did it, I was like, ooh, that was a really ugly look. <laughs> and I was like, this does not reflect upon my entire feelings of what's happening right now. <laughs> but then I say that and I was like, yeah, and it was during the and here's the part that sucks. I did air quotes for this. I was like, it was during the quote, stop Asian hate, unquote moment. And it felt bad because it felt like I was, at least to me, like the way I was putting it out there was that I was like, yeah, that was fake or a load of bullshit or like I, I, I wasn't on board for that hashtag. <laughs> what I was trying to point out in the air quotes and communicate was that he wasn't committing a hate crime, not that. Hate crimes were actually happening. I wasn't trying to be like, nah, that was all bullshit. But it, I don't know. I don't know how that came off. But either way, I was like, ooh, felt myself shudder inside. I was like, oh, why'd, why'd you put the hands up? That was bad. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious because then she, somebody, <laughs> somebody then, I kid you not, walked up to the waitress who had interrupted me in justice to ask that question. And he was like, wait, what are you what are you guys talking about? Like to me and the waitress now, which is like, what what is the requirements of getting hired here? Eavesdropping? Did everybody who got a job here, did they walk in on someone else getting an interview? And they're like, what are you guys talking about? And then he's like, well, sit down. I'll interview you as well. It's like, what the fuck is this place? Anyway, <laughs> The, the the lady then looks at the guy. She's like, ah, oh, he said chink on a podcast. And I was like, she just said it to this guy. That's gold. I love that. I love that this chick's letting it fly. Because she didn't know the story. She then was like, yeah, he was only like 22 and he'd never really done anything before. And she's like, that's not true. I mean, I, I don't know how old he is. He's definitely not 22. And I've also heard him tell the story now on like seven podcasts in a row. Um, so it's just definitely none of the things that you're saying, chick. <laughs> but then she was very happy and easy to repeat exactly what I said. Great irony. Great irony. Which I am always a fan of. Uh, so Shane Gillis, if you hear that, hope you like it. <laughs> uh, but his set was awesome. If you like comedy, which you should, you know, I don't know what you're listening to me for if you don't, because I'm not even that good at it. So, you know, 
figure something out. Uh, <laughs> check out Shane Gillis. His new special is awesome. His sketches are great. And the podcast is good. So all around, pretty solid. Wouldn't have found out without the cancellation. So, But I, I don't know. I just love that. I'm in this fucking fancy-ass restaurant, and this chick's just throwing it out there. Which I was happy to throw it out there. I was hoping that everybody would get uncomfortable and leave me alone. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Which is weird because it's strange to like make that joke. Like, I don't know, if you're like a guy who's just like, you know, you overhear Joe Biden, you're just like, ah, fuck him, you know, and then somebody's just like, yes, brother. And you're like, oh, man, nope. Not not what I was trying to do, but all right. Glad, glad you're that invested. You know, and then the inverse of that is like, Kim Kardashian does SNL. The initial reaction of it was weird. I remember some actress who I want to say was at least A-list adjacent at some point in their career. I don't remember who. No, I don't know. It might have been Deborah Messing, who's a TV actress. So definitely not A-list or adjacent. But either way, it was a well-known working actress I want to say it was Deborah Messing, but regardless, was like, why is Kim Kardashian even hosting SNL? Isn't it for people with something to promote? And it's like, well, she could easily have something to promote. She's on television and has a lot of products and all of that. Like, you're clearly just very jealous, (laughs) like immediately, like that's dumb. So I don't know. I, I My point is I'm not quick to be like, I can't believe it. Like, who cares? The show sucks anyway. You know, if, if anything, this will be interesting. And it was. And here's the thing. There was no way. So anyway, the point I was getting at was I saw also an article afterwards just now, actually, That, of course, was written by somebody stupid for something, but it always... I don't know why this stuff shows up in my Google News feed. It's just to rile me up. But it was like, we need to get Kim Kardashian... Somebody needs to give Kim Kardashian a comedy special immediately. And it's just like, whoever wrote this just has no idea how comedy works, period. And that's just what's annoying. Because, Because, one... You think Kim Kardashian wrote that material? Like, you're just an idiot. And if you want to just see her deliver other people's lines, then sure, give her one, I guess, whatever. Um, But, like, there was no chance she was going to do it, and it wasn't going to be good. You know? She has a massive reputation. That's why part one of the jokes was, like, I have... 200 million followers like this is not a big deal to me and it's like yes that was obviously a written joke for laughs but at the same time it's like yeah that kind of checks out (laughs) you know i wouldn't be surprised if keeping up with the kardashians has better ratings than snl at this point in time also you know what i mean like it's just weird to think that, that that she would be phased by that. Now, does she normally do live things? I guess no, but 
Come on. You know? And the monologue was good. You know, she wasn't terrible at her delivery. I feel like she rushed it. You know, that could have easily been like a seven to eight minute thing. And it was like five. It was like a tight five. Um, And she kind of like cut laughter off a bunch. But, you know, whatever. So a couple of the times it helped. A couple of the times I feel like it hurt the joke and people miss the OJ one. The first OJ joke was the best OJ joke. And then, you know, there was a couple more. But I don't know. And then, okay, that was the other part of my argument, right? She can make OJ jokes and trans jokes and whatever. And there's an article that was written by some chick about how she should get a comedy special. Right. But the Chappelle one comes out and it's a thing, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, I didn't watch any of the rest of the episode. I don't really care. That show's just not good. I like to watch weekend update because Che's funny. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if SNL was ever my thing. Well, I can tell you for a fact that it wasn't. I, I guess I'm just saying like if I was in a different era, w- would I have been a fan? I'm sure. But my entire life, I've thought it was pretty bad. And so it's just like, what's the point of this? Which is also why it's like, why do you even care who hosts? Like, it's just not a relevant thing anymore. You know, let her do fucking five minutes on Fallon, too. Like, do you care who gets stand up spots on late night? Like, it's just, none of this matters. SNL needed Kim Kardashian way more than Kim Kardashian needed SNL. You know? Um, but I, I read that she did well throughout the whole thing. I don't fucking know. Who cares? But the people that are both, if you're up in arms about her being on it, it's like, watch it. She's not that bad. And the people who are like, oh, she was great. Breath of fresh air. It's like, no, you you just like her. How? It's just weird that nobody can just be objective about anything ever at any point in time. You know? And you can make whatever argument you want about why she gets a pass to make whatever jokes she wants. Fuck you if that's how you feel about that. You know, if you're the type of person who critiques anything anyone says as a joke and then, like, tries to do something when they were making a joke, you're a fucking asshole. And, like, Kim Kardashian especially does not get a pass. You know, if anyone should not get a pass, it's the person whose entire life was a free pass to whatever you want. You know? I was going to say didn't work for anything. I would say that she is probably a very diligent and hardworking person. If we're going to be honest, you know, you don't get there on just nothing. But I mean, at the same time, you know, where's the talent? I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. Um, But good for her for being able to deliver lines other people have written. You know, some people aren't even good at that. Um, but I, I don't know. The ignorance. They, like the thing, like, oh, I don't know what SNL is because I'm just a Kim K fan. And you watch it and you're like, oh, best shit ever. It's like, oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. 
you know, we'll just hand, we'll just pick and choose what's controversial and what isn't. Um, because I mean, the new Chappelle special. Here's the thing. Here are my thoughts on the new Chappelle special. Not only should it not be a thing to bring up what he said in there again. It's like, well, first things first, it wasn't that like funny of a special overall. Like there were some hitters in there for sure. I mean, he's Dave Chappelle, but it's just weird to me that he has chosen the comedy special as a form to just communicate whatever he wants to people. Now it's a luxury that he has and he can do whatever he wants with it. And I do think that overall, like my point is that it was still an entertaining hour and I was never like, man, he really lost me on this one. Like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like, like sticks and stones, for example, I was gut laughing almost the whole time. I thought it was great. And, you know, going back to, like, killing him softly, of course, you know, iconic. One of the funniest specials ever made by anybody. Um, this one was more, I was just kind of listening for a lot of it, and he was making a lot of good points, and that's, you know, more of his style now, and that's great. But um, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't hysterical. But he seemed to choose to be like, okay, this is my forum Here's all the things you didn't like in the last ones. Let me explain myself why. Or let me just hammer the point home some more. And that's that was just what was weird about it. It's like, dude, go on Rogan or start your own podcast or whatever the fuck you want to do. Put out a press release. Like, It's just a weird way to be like, here's what I have to say about it this time. Because then inevitably everybody writes their things. And that's just what was weird about it. It's like, oh, he's just saying the same topics again and everybody's reacting the same way again and that's just what's annoying it's just like it kind of felt like dave Chappelle was saying all that stuff just so way more articles could come out about it again and then they did you know like while he was talking it's not again it's not like i was ever like this sucks or even, like, I'm appalled, or any of those thoughts at all, the one thought I had was, like, why is he doing this? You know what I mean? It's like, we get it, Dave. Like, people don't like it when people say the word trans. (laughs) You know? The hair just sticks up, and somebody's ready to yell at somebody right away. And it's like, dude, just stop. You know? I'd rather him just stop, just so I don't have to read about how he's evil. Because... It's just nonsense. And that's the thing. His whole point is like, you guys are fucking idiots acting like I'm this monster. And it's like, yeah, for sure. But just let it go, maybe, you know, just for everybody's sake. Because nobody can be objective about any of the things you're saying at all. And anyway, so, you know, he gets to the end and his overall point was like, I just hate racist people. I'm still just like, I'm going to choose to rep black people first. And it's like, yeah, Dave, that's totally your right to do that. I support it. Gotcha. You know? And it's just like, I, I may or may not disagree. But that's, you know, you have every right to feel that way. Not that hard. Either way, 
<laughs> either way, even if somehow you're like, fuck what he just said. Why do you care? He's just Dave. He's just a comedian. You know, it's just there's no reason for anybody to be up in arms about it. Because he's just, you know, he's just Dave Chappelle. He's the guy who said, I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, why do you care what he thinks about anything? It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll never... I, I don't understand the rationale of, like, I'm a fan of somebody, so they need to be just like me. I don't know when that started, how or why. You know, relatability is one thing. Everybody likes that, you know, and on some level, if they feel that they can connect with somebody, sure. But I I don't know. It's just exhausting. It's just exhausting. Why, why perpetuate all these arguments all the time? And now Dave Chappelle doesn't have to personally deal with it. You know, he puts out the special. He goes back to his farm or whatever he lives on. If it's technically a farm, I don't know. And that's it. And everybody writes all these pieces about how angry they are. And that's easy for him to get away from. But it's just like, you know, you read people put out quote unquote reviews of the special. And it's, I saw one that was like, that tried to fucking, (laughs) it tried to zag. And it was like, trans people can handle jokes, Dave Chappelle. But why are these not funny? And it's like, well... Good headline, I guess, trying to be like, we can take a joke, just not these. It's like, okay. You know, it's just so transparent. I don't know. It's, um, it's really sad. I just find it sad. I don't know. Like, what? <sighs> it's just like, why does somebody putting out a comedy special become a thing where you have to, like, take a stance? And be on someone's side. You know? <laughs> I'm not on anyone's side, really. I'm on, I mean, you know, I just feel that he didn't really do anything wrong, necessarily. So it's like, you know, it was fine. And I kind of laughed. But whatever. Wasn't his best. Wasn't the worst thing ever. You know? I don't know. Whatever. Words kill people now. It's it's a tough time. And then weird... Okay, so I'm going to pivot to a much weirder story that is... that contains actual offensive things. But... Uh, it's still developing, so it's very interesting. This is going to be a little bit of sports corner also here. Um, the whole John Gruden story, which really took off in a way that I did not expect a little bit. So John Gruden, well, okay, here's what, first things first, that first headline when it first came out, I was like, come on, really? Before I knew any of the info, it was just like Gruden says whatever in email from 11, meaning 2011. And I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, 10 years ago? How is this news? 
right? Is the news current? Um, but then it comes out what he says, and it's tough. Like it's bad. It's really bad. He calls. What did he say? Like I don't. I'm not gonna repeat it. Uh well, I can repeat it. Uh, well, the reason why I don't want to repeat it is not fear of saying the same thing. It's me saying something slightly different and misquoting, and it's like, oh, well, who said that, Adam? Uh, that would make me look really dumb. So, anyway. He says some racist shit. Bor- well, my initial reaction was borderline, right? But I think more stuff came out. I don't know. Regardless, he said some things people didn't like. Uh, interestingly, though, while he wasn't even in the league, so it's kind of like, you know, why is this on him? But I don't know. You know, t- tough spot to call. Um, then the, then that night on Sunday Night Football, Tariko and Tony Dungy, two black guys, are like, yeah, that sucks what he did, but, you know, forgive him, let him go. You know what I mean? Like, I, we know this guy, blah, blah, blah. Now, he didn't handle it that well, but, but, his response kind of makes sense. He's like, I don't remember saying that. Here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. If you sent an email 10 years ago, would you remember what you said in it? Like, just period? Whether it's good or bad or just neutral? If you were like, Hey, Tony, thanks for getting back to me. Fuck off. Like, you know, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, no matter what, why would you remember what you said? So, the pushback that whenever someone says something like that, like that they don't remember or that, you know what I mean? And then somebody's like, how could you not? Re- what do you mean? How could they not remember? It's very easy to not remember stuff that happened a long time ago that you thought was incidental, especially if it was like a tweet or an email or whatever, like a thing that you typed up and sent away. Why would you just be like, oh, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. One of the best experiences of my life was typing that thing. You know? So I, I, I just always find a pushback on that silly. People just want somebody to be like, oh my god, I can't believe myself. I'm the worst. I should just jump off a fucking bridge for being the worst. Like, I don't know. It's just weird that everybody like wants that. And then if somebody does apologize... It's like, oh, fuck them. They're not sorry. Like, you know what I mean? No matter what, you can't win. But anyway, he comes out with like a shitty apology. And then like that, boom, the guy's gone. Gruden resigns. Six years, 60 mil left on the deal. One of the worst deals of all time. And that's where I think it gets really interesting. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I think this is what happened, but like the Raiders have been bad. He's not getting them better. People questioned the hire to begin with. Seemed like he was heading towards the hot seat anyway. I mean, they just lost to the fucking Bears, which is like, eh. and <sighs> I don't, it's just like, was this an easy way to just get him off the team? 
just a thought that popped into my head. You know, not saying he didn't deserve to go regardless because of the thing. Maybe he didn't, to be honest. I mean, in terms of how it affects his current job. But at the same time, what percentage of the league is black players? I mean, what is it, 90? Maybe not 90 because of the offensive line. <laughs> but that that's the only reason why. Offensive line and special teams. All the white guys are playing. But you know what I mean? It's just like, that's a thing that can't fly. Like... I found, I found, I didn't even talk about the Urban Meyer thing because I just thought that that whole thing was so fucking stupid. Nobody in the NFL gives a fuck that that dude's grinding on some chick at a bar. But if you're saying some racist shit and you're supposed to be the coach, that matters, especially when your players are that race. (laughs) You know what I mean? Shouldn't be saying racist shit about any race, period, unless it's white people because who cares? You know? But you just can't come back from that. You know what I mean? It's it's easy for Tony Dungy to be like, yeah, you know, that's my guy. But I don't know if you're Josh Jacobs. Like, what the fuck is this guy saying about me behind my back? You know what I mean? It ruins like, yeah, Derek Carr might not care. But Darren Waller might, you know, shit like that. Um, So I can totally see it. But uh. It's just wild because now today the Bucks are like, yeah, he's out of the ring of honor. And I don't know, like shit like that is just crazy. Like, why are we erasing? That's where I agree with like, don't erase history when it's like pull down the Confederate praise statue. Like, yes, that makes sense. I don't consider that to be like, yes, that is history, but we shouldn't be you know, what is the word I want to use? Like memorializing and bringing up things that are shitty. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, check out how sick this dude is. You know, that's bad. But when it's like, this guy won you a Super Bowl and before, it was before the issue that is causing you to pull him out of the thing, which happened, you know, just none of that adds up on your timeline. Like when he was involved with your team, It wasn't even when the issue that happened in the first place. Now, he definitely has spoken like that his entire life anyway, no matter what. And that's the thing. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, you got to cover your ass, I guess. And it's easy when you just won the Super Bowl with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And this is like, we can just say, fuck John Gruden. I get it. But it's just really wild how that escalated. Now... I only get my news for stuff like that on ESPN and Google. Like, I'm not reading the Twitter pressure because I, I just don't think that should be valid for anybody anyway. Um, But damn, just a crazy-ass story. And it helped the Bears get another win, which is great. Justin Fields. First career touchdown pass. It was awesome. Um, but just a lot of craziness. A lot of controversy going on. And I, I just wanted to stop. Why, why is this where we're at now? You know what I mean? I just want to be in a place where comedians can tell jokes. Now, John Gruden... That's much I find the John Gruden thing to be much more of a tricky situation 
to where it's like, should he have gotten fired or not? Versus like, should we be ranting about Dave Chappelle? Like, cause that's the thing. He has no job to lose. You know, he, he did that special to fulfill his contract with Netflix. So like they couldn't even try to get rid of that, which I'm sure they couldn't if they wanted to. Um, cause I'm sure he wouldn't sign any deals that aren't very, very explicit that he's going to get his, you know what I mean? After the Chappelle show thing, I don't think he signs anything anymore that isn't very beneficial for him. Um, so it's just weird to, cause then like, Oh, GQ magazine, Dave Chappelle's betrayal. Oh, this other place, blah, blah, blah. It's just like. Oh, who the fuck are you to comment on comedy? Like, that's the thing. You don't know. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know. I get especially mad when... And here's the thing. This is like as woke of a thing as I'll ever say, probably. But it goes back to my great, great love for Kanye West. Like, who are you to tell this black guy what he should and shouldn't do and say? And that's the point, is that Dave Chappelle says that at the end. Like, he's pointing out hypocrisy in that, and he's correct. Like, I don't know. He Dave Chappelle gets to do and say whatever he wants, unless it actually, like, I don't know. Unless it is just straight up like, we should kill all the Jews. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going up there and saying, like, radical, crazy things like everyone's making it out to be. And he's also not doing it that definitively. He's having, like, an open... I don't know. (laughs) Not that it's an open discussion. That's what I was going to say. But I think he's being very articulate. And then when he's not... He's very clearly making a, a, a joke, a goof, a ha-ha, a silly. You understand? You don't understand. That's the problem. Anyway, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. A lot less controversy next week. The Halloween episode's coming. Hopefully I can see Halloween Kills on Friday. If not, I'm definitely going Saturday. If not, I'm definitely going Sunday. Okay. Um, and it'll be part of the new one. There'll be spoiler alerts. Don't worry if you can't go see it right away, but I'm going to make sure that I do just for you guys. And we're going to do again, Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween three. Then we're jumping ahead to H2O. Then we're doing the zombie ones and the new two. Okay. (laughs) I know you can't wait. So write that down so you don't forget. Um, that's very exciting. I can't wait for that. I don't have to talk about these issues anymore. You know, I like to stay relevant, ladies and germs. Um, once again, right after I'm done talking, new single, the final single from Google by Multiplex called Jazz Man. It's an absolute slapper. Stick around and listen to it. Uh, it's going to be playing here in just a sec rate review subscribe to requiem for a tuesday any and all platforms follow me on instagram adam.rfat check out the merch rfat.bitcartel.com 
Uh, we got the music all linked below. Check the link that says everything else. You can get to the music from there. You don't even got to look it up on your own, but you can if you want to. And without further ado, here comes Jazz Man by Multiplex. Appreciate y'all. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator. <laughs> 